In January 2022, we unveiled a brand new vision for Grace Point Church to reach and disciple 2,000 people in the next five years. To help us accomplish this vision, we launched the Horizon Initiative to help us look up, out, and beyond ourselves. This initiative would be a two-year challenge for each of us to take the initiative to grow spiritually outside of our Sunday services, to invite our friends and family, neighbors, co-workers to Grace Point, and then to give financially, specifically for many to commit to faithfully giving for the first time, or for those who are faithful givers to give above and beyond their tithes in raising $1.9 million to completely remodel our children and youth environments. Well, it's been one year since we launched the new vision and the Horizon Initiative, and we are already seeing a great deal of fruit that God has blessed our church with. Most importantly, in 2022, we saw the fruit of 139 individuals coming to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. And then seeing 64 individuals going public with their faith in Christ by being baptized. In addition to this eternal fruit, we have seen on a weekly basis over 450 men, women, and teenagers taking steps to grow deeper in their faith by attending Bible studies, life groups, and men, and women, and teenagers discipleship classes. We have watched our prayer and invite wall fill up with names of people who we are praying for and inviting to Grace Point. We have also seen 142 new giving units being part of the financial foundation here at Grace Point Church so that we can accomplish the mission and vision God has given us. In addition to God blessing us with new givers, we have seen God supply 71% of our goal to raise $1.9 million needed for the remodeling and updating of many of our ministry environments. In fact, all the building plans have been completed and submitted to the county, and the demo phase has already begun. We are excited to see our children and youth areas completely renovated over the next five to six months. And finally, we are praising God for expanding the scope of Grace Point Church in reaching over 1,300 people every single week. Thank you, Lord, for using Grace Point to advance your kingdom. For every one of you who have taken the initiative to look out, up, out, and beyond ourselves, in contributing to our vision to reach and disciple 2,000 people within the next five years, well, actually four years now. If you have committed to doing that, I just wanna give you a heartfelt thank you to each and every one of you. For those of you who got brought to Grace Point after we launched the Horizon Initiative, we would love to encourage you to join us on this journey. One, by joining us and growing in your faith outside our Sunday services, by being a part of a life group or joining a Bible study or discipleship class. Second is to join us in praying for and inviting your friends to join you here at Grace Point Church. And third, join us in giving, giving faithfully as God supplies for your needs every pay period 
and to give generously, helping us reach our horizon goal as we pay cash for these much needed facility upgrades. It's an honor to be your pastor and friend. Thank you for looking up, out, and beyond yourself as we help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Fantastic. Well, welcome to Vision Sunday 2023. It's uh, first uh, Sunday in, in February. If you're new to Grace Point, that we do this as we look forward, uh, you know, to, to what is ahead. But before we look forward, we want to thank God and celebrate as we look past in, in 2022. Can we just thank God for what he has done in and through our church here at Grace Point Church? Lives are changed. People following Jesus, growing in their faith, and actually, since we made the video, we put the, printed the booklet, print, made the video, the number keeps going up, it's actually 72% right, 73% right now. And I just want to remind you that uh, the end of this month is a, is a baptism Sunday, so if you have trusted in G Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you've yet to go public with that by getting baptized, go on our website, find the event page, and you can register to be baptized and go public that Jesus is your Savior on the last Sunday of this month. So we are praising God for what he has done. Now, this Horizon Challenge started last year. It's a two-year challenge uh, to do all the things I just talked about. But if you are, are new to Grace Point since then, we want to invite you to join with us. Um, and and there's, there's a lot of aspects of Horizon, but... Uh, but on the financial side, if, if you're new, you want to join us, we ask you to you jump in uh, and see what um, God would want you to do to help us completely, I mean completely change our children and youth environments. Also, if, if you were part of our church last year but you didn't jump in, we ask that, that you take this one-year initiative challenge, one-year commitment to join us. And if you made the commitment and you have been a part of investing into the next generation, I just want to say thank you, but also you have a chance to, uh, on this card, to keep the same commitments you made, or if God wants you to increase it, or, or, or things have happened and you need to change it, you can do that as well. It's really, what does God want you to do? What is God calling you if you are a part of our Grace Point family? Uh, the, on the last Sunday of the month, not only is it Baptism Sunday, but we'll wrap up a teaching series with having a Commitment Sunday where we turn in these uh, cards, whether they're new cards or updated cards, um, on the last Sunday of this month. And also, you should have received today when you came in a Horizon booklet uh, that talks about some of the things you just saw. Well, now, we're going to look forward. 2023. Have you kept asking yourself, is it really 2023? You've been asking that, that means we're getting older, all right, if you ask those questions. But we're going to look forward to what God has before us moving forward. Whether you've been at Grace Point for a long time, whether you're fairly new to Grace Point, or maybe you are looking for a church, well, you have picked a very smart day to, to come because you can see, is this the church that God would want you to be a part of? If you have a copy of God's Word, turn to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew's the beginning of the New Testament, uh, the, really the eyewitness account of Jesus. We're going to look at the, the first book of the New Testament, the last chapter. So what we're going to cover today 
Again, a new series will start next Sunday. What we're going to cover today is I want to make sure that I am communicating clearly that you can understand accurately what is our mission here at Grace Point and what is our vision. I'm going to unpack that for you. First of all, because people get confused with those two words. Let me tell you what a mission is all about. Here's what a mission is. It's what we do. Our mission here at Grace Point is what we do. If you own a business, what does your business do? What service do you render? What product do you make? That is your mission. It's what you do. If you didn't do it, you wouldn't be in business. Okay? We have a mission here at Grace Point Church. Um, and, and our mission comes from Matthew 28. Jesus is speaking. Look at verse 16. When the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go, when they saw him, this is an interesting verse, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Now, that is accurate to many churches. There are people who come to church to worship God, but there's also in our midst those who have doubts, and that's okay. We, we actually welcome that so that we can help you with those doubts. Verse 18, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, he's going to give them a mission. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Meaning, before I come back, I will be with you. Now, from that passage, we have a very condensed mission statement. It's on the wall in our lobby, but it's simply this. Our mission, here's what we're all about doing, is to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. If we are not doing this, then we are not a Bible church. Uh, we're not doing what Jesus commissioned, the Great Commission, told his followers to do. That's what we're all about here at Grace Point. Doesn't matter if it's children. We want to help children meet, know, and follow Jesus. Doesn't matter if they're teenagers. We want teenagers, they come here, we want them to meet, know, and follow Jesus. Adults, meet, know, and follow Jesus. Married, single, I don't care what the age, what the stage. Here's what we're all about. Helping people meet, be introduced to Jesus. Do not be surprised that in our post-Christian country that many people have never been introduced to the Jesus of the Bible. We have to do that. That's what we're about. Then we want them to know about Jesus. Know what the Bible says. Jesus said I want you to teach these people everything that I told you. That's the knowledge part. But a lot of people stop there. Oh no. It's not just to meet him and to know about him, but it's actually to follow Jesus, that word follow is the definition of a disciple, that actually you are following Jesus. 
You are doing and obeying and following what he has said in Scripture. So it is very, very simple is, and I, I, I actually, I rarely use the word Christian anymore because that has lost its meaning. It is very convoluted and watered down. I try to, to, to say this, that they are followers of Jesus. So that's what we're all about. That's what we're to do, to help people meet, know, and then follow Jesus. Now, let me explain what our vision is. Our vision, what that is, is where you are going. If you have a company, you have a business, where your company is going, doing what you're supposed to do, that is vision. Where are you going? And last year, we introduced to you a new clarified vision, is as we are doing our mission, we're all about reaching and discipling 2,000 people uh, for, for Jesus Christ, right, in the next five years. Now, we're, now we got four years. And, and that's what we're going to do. We're doing the same thing. But now we have a target. We want to reach. We want people to come meet Jesus and know him. And we want them to be disciples so that they are following Jesus. Not just having knowledge. You've got to have knowledge. It's not just Filling your brain with facts and figures and Bible verses, it's now what are you going to do with it? We want to have you follow Jesus in your finances. Follow Jesus in your parenting. Follow Jesus when you're dating. Follow Jesus in your marriage. And, and follow Jesus at work. And follow Jesus at school. That's where the rubber meets the road. That is called discipleship. Discipleship is not just a bunch of classes that give you information. That's the no part, which is very, very important. Now it's, what are you going to do about it? How are you being a follower of Jesus in your everyday life? So that's where we are going. Now, if you are new to Grace Point Church, let me just explain some important information for you. Is that we have chosen to not be an inward-focused church solely. Now, do we want those who are here to, to meet and follow Jesus? Yes, but our focus is not just here, it's those out there. We are not a church club for church people on this hillside. That is not what God designed for the church the church that Jesus said that the gates of hell cannot contain it. This is, has never been designed to be a church club for just church people. That makes people uncomfortable. But I'm telling you, that's the design of Jesus. How do we reach more people in a lost and dying and dark county and world for Jesus? And then grow in their faith. And learn to follow him. Go ahead and take your Bible, turn a couple books to your right to the book of Acts, chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Now, let me put something, let me put the central point on the screen. Is that the church that Jesus started has always been designed for addition and multiplication. The church that Jesus started 
And then he went to heaven and he gave the church a mission and a vision has always been designed for addition and multiplication. Now, thank you. Over 27 years of ministry in this church, nine as a youth pastor, 17 and a half, going on 18 as a lead pastor. This philosophy, this mentality, this mindset has done two things at this church. It's inspired people and repelled people. When I came as a youth pastor here in 1991, there were 35 teenagers that all their parents and their entire family came to church. God did not call me here in 1991 to babysit church kids, to placate and entertain church kids. We said, great, now are you following Jesus? That's a whole different story. Who are your friends at, at, at North Kitsap? Who are your friends at South Kitsap, Central Kitsap, Bremerton, Ole? And then when I was here, Clahalia started. Who has God put in your life, teenagers? They need to meet Jesus and know him and follow him. And then the ministry grew and blossomed by addition and at times multiplication. When I came back here after going to, God called me to California, came back here in 05. I challenged and pushed and prodded, and people were inspired and repelled, or repelled, about this whole thing. I've heard many comments, especially the first 10 years as the lead pastor here, comments such as, all you care is about numbers. That's all you care about. I've heard people say, I don't want our church to grow. And I'm like, excuse me? I don't want our church to grow. I, I, I'm not going to stay at this church as we're going to build this building to reach more people. I, I, don't, I don't want a church. I want a church that I know everybody. Um, I've also heard this, uh, Barry, I just think you're trying to grow your own kingdom. I've heard a lot. But what has kept me on the course is the calling of God in my life. And I will not apologize for wanting and praying and desiring more people to meet Jesus as their savior and then learn to follow him. I'm not not trying to wave a banner about me, I'm just trying to focus us on the way Jesus designed his church. And too many churches have a church club mentality that it's all about us. And I don't believe, and I'll show you in scripture why that is true. Now, Acts chapter 1. Jesus is going to leave, as he told them, but they still didn't get it. Look at verse 6. Then they, his disciples, his followers, gathered around him and asked him. Oh, they're like, here we go, here we go, here we go. Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel, pause it right there. They're they're thinking, Rome's in trouble. Jesus, you died, you now rose again. Now you're going to set up your kingdom that is really our kingdom. Now Gentiles, well, we'll let Gentiles join the kingdom as long as they become Jewish. 
But this kingdom is our kingdom. Jesus blows them off and moves on by the way he answered them. Because they didn't have it accurately. Jesus in verse 7 said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. Blew right past them. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you, with this power, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. And they looked up and they looked up and thinking, what is going on? I thought Jesus was going to set up his kingdom. Now he's gone. Jesus gave the mission in Matthew 28. Now he has just given them a very large vision. You're going to take the mission of what you're to do and here's where you're going to go. You're going to go and disciple people. Now, the vision that Jesus gave them made these followers very uncomfortable. Why? Because the vision that Jesus gave them was way larger than their small faith. It made them uncomfortable. At first, they were not uncomfortable. Okay, you're going you're you're to go to Jerusalem. They're like, no problem. We're already here. No problem to tell more people in Jerusalem about Jesus. No problem. Okay, you're going to go to Judea too. Okay, well, we're going to go in the suburbs. We're going to go to the fields. We're going to go to the distant uh, towns around here. No problem. We get to talk to Jewish people about Jesus. No problem. And you're going to go to Samaria. I have a problem. They hated Samaritans. Wait, wait, we're supposed to go to the people we hate? They're half-breeds. We're fully Jewish. We despise them. Jesus is like, now that's the vision. You're going to go and share about Jesus to people that you're uncomfortable with. Okay, that's the problem. And then you're going to go to the ends of the earth, the ends of the world. I'm sure in their mind, uh, that's another problem. I've never been outside of Israel. That is so beyond my scope. I, I can't even comprehend Taking the story of Jesus, the goodness of Jesus, to the ends of the earth. Why? Because Jesus was setting up his church to grow with addition and multiplication. If it wasn't designed for that, the church would have never, ever made it out of the first century. It would have stayed us few and no more. But the vision of Jesus was pretty large. Over in, uh, you can look on the screen here. No, actually, turn to chapter 2, verse 42. Uh, the day of Pentecost came, the Holy Spirit came. They were filled with the Spirit, telling about Jesus to all these people with languages they had never practiced or learned before. It was a supernatural experience. Peter gets up, shares the story of Jesus. Thousands of people come to faith in Jesus Christ. Look at verse 42. They, this is the early church, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, as community, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, meaning that they were united. 
Verse 45, they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. That's a large group gathering. Then they broke bread in their homes. That's a small group. That's a life group. And they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. God started adding to his church. It started to expand. Why? Because the church was always designed with addition and multiplication in mind. And I am so glad because if it didn't, the gospel would have never jumped out of the Mediterranean uh, Sea area, across the Atlantic Ocean, to the New World, and all the way to a place called Washington State. We would have been still in darkness spiritually if it would not have grown by addition and multiplication. So how did it multiply? Well, God brought persecution to the believers in Jerusalem, and persecution helped them scatter because God knew you're all going to just stay in Jerusalem. You need to be encouraged. You need to be provoked to go outside of Jerusalem, and they scattered. A lot of the apostles stayed in, in Jerusalem, and God moved believers, followers of Jesus out into Syria and into uh, Greece and into Rome and into, uh, you know, all into the known world at this time. In chapter 12, it says this, and the word of God increased and multiplied. It was not Peter and, you know, and John and Andrew and all the, they were doing their part, but a lot of them stayed in Jerusalem. It was the the followers of Jesus being pushed outside due to persecution, and they started sharing about Jesus, and the word increased, and then God multiplied, multiplied his word, his truth, the gospel. And that's how it spread all through the Roman Empire into the heathen area in Germany and Britain, and eventually across the entire globe. You see, that Jesus had a vision that was larger than their small comfort zone. Now, let me focus in on followers of Jesus. What, what do you need in a church? Well, you need three things as you're growing in your faith. Uh, first of all, every follower needs this. They need to be fed spiritually. You need to find a church, and I say this because our, our, our area, people come and go, move, get transferred, all that. Where, whenever you are looking for a church, you need a church that is teaching God's word. Number one thing to look for, does this church teach from God's word, this is what God's word is saying. Other than that, find a church that fits you. That's what I tell people all the time when they come here looking for a church. Find a church that teaches God's word and that fits you. The primary thing is, are you being fed spiritually? That is a good thing. That is a good thing. But let me, let me give you some... Um, Wisdom based upon experience. The longer you follow and grow in your faith with Jesus Christ, the less you will be fed in large gatherings at church services. Let me say that again. The longer you are walking with and growing in your faith with Jesus, 
the less you will be fed, mainly with new truth, new understanding in a church service. Now, we still come to worship. We still come for community. We still come because there's other people. But a lot of times, the older you get in your faith, you're going to be more reminded of truth you have forgotten. Instead of, oh, I've never seen this before. Now, occasionally you might have that. But here's where many people stop. Like, the church is supposed to feed me. Shovel it in, pastor. That's what your job is. I'm here to be fed. And if you just stop here, you're going to be an overweight believer that has no exercise at all. And people who just have a mentality, the church is there to feed me, and that's you stop there, you're going to be apathetic and you're going to complain more. Because you're, you're selfish. You're, you're just taking. The second thing every believer, every follower needs is not only to be fed, but then you have to learn how to feed yourself. Your pastor in a service cannot feed all your spiritual meals for you. You have to learn to feed yourself. Learn how to understand and learn how to study God's word. And you have to read it. And you have to memorize some verses. You got to do it yourself. Instead of just staying stuck here. But there's one more step. You, you are fed. You feed yourself. And the third thing that believers need is you need to learn how to feed others. Now you're giving back. Now you're giving to others and helping them in their faith. The church was never designed to be a one-way street to you, me, and I. That I just come, I need to be fed. I need to be blessed. I need to be inspired. I need to like the worship. I, 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 I. That is a spectator and a very narcissistic mentality. The church was never designed. It's to be a two-way street. You are being fed. You're feeding yourself. And how can I help others learn how to feed and to feed others? It is this healthy two-way street that you don't come just to be blessed, but to be a blessing. You are, you're coming to how do I help someone else? And it happens um, through addition and multiplication. The church has always been designed for addition um, and multiplication. Now let me break this, break this down. As a family, how does addition and multiplication work in a, a family? Well, the family has addition when they start having babies. They're adding to their family. My mom and dad added a lot. They added seven of us kids, Bonnie, Barry, Betty, Becky, Bobby, and Brittany Bradley. All right, they were just constantly adding. People in our church were like, are you guys okay? We're like, they're fine. They were adding. That's how, that's how families add. Now, people we were not able to have kids, so then they adopt or then they foster. You're still adding to your family in those ways as well. That is normal. But then multiplication happens is when your babies start having their babies when they're old enough. And my parents started with seven kids. Now God has them. They're in heaven now. Uh, and there's 18 grandkids 
eight great-grandkids and two more on the way. That is multiplication. Your babies are now having their babies. Now, if you're a parent here and your kids are married and they're not having kids yet, please don't guilt trip them. Don't go, did you hear the pastor today? That's God's plan. You're in sin. No, don't go there, okay? Just keep praying. Now, adults, at Grace Point, addition looks like this. You add yourself to a life group and you go. And you meet new people and you unpack maybe this, the series that we're going through. You're doing your own thing. That's fine. You addition by you go to a life group. Multiplication is after a few years, you lead a life group with new people. No, I've been in this life group for 12 years. Really? Then you're just taking, taking, taking. When are you going to start multiplying, helping others? Multiplication is then you lead a life group. We're seeing addition to, uh, to men in every man of warrior. We're seeing addition with fearless. We're seeing addition with precept Bible studies that are, that are happening. We're seeing addition in, in shared lives and they're going through experiencing God. That is awesome. Multiplication is, okay, I'm going to learn, I'm going to grow. Multiplication is now I'm going to be a small group leader in those ministries. I'm going to be a table leader in those ministries. Now you're giving back. Now you're helping others. Teenagers at Grace Point. Addition is you attend youth group and you go to discipleship during the week, midweek. Multiplication with our teenagers is that when you graduate from high school, that whether it's here or another church in the future, you get on you staff and you help discipling other teenagers the way you were discipled. Again, it's addition and multiplication. For our church as a whole, here's where we're looking at for addition. Later this year, we're going to add a third service, but not on Sunday morning. We're looking at an evening venue. We're looking at several options. We're in lots of research mode right now. Probably in early fall, we will add a third Grace Point service. In 2024, we're doing lots of research for multiplication is to launch a multi a campus, another campus, a Grace Point campus, about 20, 30 minutes from this location. That is a multi-site. Grace Point is going to multiply. Now, we are in a massive learning process. We're, we're reading. We're listening to podcasts. We, I got, we got mentors to ask. But that's where we believe God wants us to move forward. Here's how we're going to add, and here's where we're going to plan and ask God to prepare us to multiply. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. Have you heard that recently? That's why I asked that song to be played. God's in control. It's up to him. He's the lead pastor at Grace Point Church. I'm just a a small shepherd. He's in charge. Now, let me challenge you with this as we're wrapping it up. Don't just attend Grace Point Church. Be engaged in helping us advance God's kingdom. Now, if you're still in the process of searching for churches, do your homework. Go to a church at least four times in a row to get the DNA. But if God is calling you here, and I believe that God doesn't just call pastors here, he calls people. If God is calling you and your family to Grace Point, don't just sit and soak. 
and get sour. Don't just attend. Be engaged. Help us advance God's kingdom. Three ways. Pray. Pray. Pray for God's blessing, God's protection, God's provision. God's, okay, God, you gotta, you're having the church go and do all these things. I want, I want to see you work. I want to see you move. I want to see changed lives. I pray all the time, God, show us your glory. God, show us your glory. Pray. The other way you can be engaged with us is to grow spiritually. Feed yourself. Help others feed. and Help others grow. That you can help the addition and multiplication by starting with you. Growing. Don't just have a feeding trough mentality as you just come here and fed and then you walk out. How can you grow outside of this service and help other people? And then third is you can be engaged by partnering with us. Partnering with us. How, how do I financially contribute? How do I serve in a ministry that is always needing leaders in our uh, crazy culture here in Kitsap County? How do I give back? Right? You're partnering with us to accomplish what God has called us to do. I'm going to close with homework. And I will grade papers next in a couple weeks. No, your homework is, if this is part of your church, maybe you didn't get these when you came in, you can pick them up on the way out in the lobby. Your homework is to read through very carefully through this little booklet. It's not large. Read through this. This is your church. This is what God is doing and calling us to do. Go through this and then also take this, this commitment card and pray, God, you have called me to Grace Point. I can't just, you know, take in, take in, take in. How do I give back? How do I partner? God, what do you want me to do with this? Whether I've committed last year or have not yet committed, God, what do you want Please don't do what you think Pastor Barry wants. I have no power, I have no authority, but you do what God wants you to do and God is calling you to do. That's what your homework is, to read through this, pray about this, and then we'll turn these in on the last Sunday of this month, February 26th. If you're watching online, if you go to our website, on the front page, you'll see some rotating pictures. Uh, you'll see a little box right in the middle. It says Horizon Initiative. Click there. It'll take you to all of this. God is a big God. And God's, Jesus is coming back, but we are to be working for his advancing his kingdom while we wait. Now, all this week is open for Jesus to come back. My schedule's wide open for him to come back. But while I'm waiting, and while God is called me here and give me energy, give me breath. I'm going to be working to advance his kingdom as God has called me to do. Will you join me? Would you pray with me? God, thank you for what you have done in our past. Great heritage. Great year last year. God, thank you. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. But God, we ask for you to do things in 2023 that it's only, only because of you. And changing lives, and saving people, following in baptism, growing. God, draw them into your family and draw them to grow. 
God, would you help us by addition and multiplication be the church you have called us to be for such a time as this. Move people to join us in this effort, I pray. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.